This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was One Hit Wonders. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 143. 143, Billy. Fans of the beepers Billy. know why that matters. <laughs> the most meaning. We've talked about it explicitly on the podcast before about the surge that you would get to right. receive the 143 message on your beeper. 143 means one letter, four letters, three letters. Yes, sir. I love you. Big time. Now, it, big time. If you got that? text or you got that beep congrats. from one of your crushes congrats you're married now congrats right that's so that's as good as a wedding vow this is my question to the millennials at home yeah when we were on megan batoon's podcast she had no idea what a podcast she had no idea what a beeper was <laughs> that's right she didn't know what a beeper was therefore she definitely didn't know beeper code man did i feel old then my question to millennials out there if we just told you one four three yeah would you know what that means yes do you tweet that to friends yes do you text that to friends yes do you need to use numbers as code yes. to tell your friends that you love them? That's right. It's like emojis exist now. In a world of emojis, are numeric codes right? Have they gone the way of the dodo? Do we need do, do we need them anymore? I kind of hope not. Right. As someone who never had a beeper, and maybe we've talked about this as well, were there other numeric codes? I mean, I'm assuming nine one one was in there. As Big like, call time. me right now. Big time. Was that the only other? Was there any other numeric no, code that meant f- anything? There was a few other ones, but like, <laughs> did it mean anything? Yeah. Not really. Yes. Like you could t- you could beep your friend sixty nine. Yeah, it's like ha Sex something se- vaguely sexual. Yeah, get it. But like like you my for my team at least my soccer team we all had beepers obviously of course the whole, <laughs> we, we were a we were a fourteen year old uh, soccer but... team we, we all had beepers. <laughs> Yes. We would, yes. I mean, it's not like an I love you, which is like a universal code, yes. but we would all beep with our uh, jersey number at the end of it. That's cool. So you always knew who at least it signing was. Signing it. You're yeah. signing it. I think if you hit star, you got like a, a hyphen. Yes. And then you could put 21 after That's it. pretty And then cool. you're like, it's from Billy. That's pretty sick. Even though they already knew that the phone number was Billy's. Billy's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But just double In the confirming. event that you're at the mall yes. and you're by a payphone, you got to let them know this is from number 21. Honestly, it's almost like a double – it's like two-factor authentication. Right. It's like a little – it's like a security measure. May I just say, Adam, I am so impressed that you know about two-factor authenticity. Auth- How, where is- do you learn about that? Uh, I know I that you're a mo- that? I know you're a modern man in 2018, <laughs> barely. But like that's like a, that's a deep tech thing. I feel Two like in the past, like is it deep? I feel maybe so. If so, I pat myself on the back. Where but have you used it? Gmail. I have a two. I have a two step. You have a two step for Gmail. Definitely. Oh Hold my gosh. On. Meaning I've, what? What is your two steps? If if you if uh, okay, so if I were at your house, my phone and computer was broken. I wanted to sign into my Gmail on Billy's laptop. Sure. I would sign in, and then because it was a foreign computer, it would at, it would text me a code. Wow! So then I would then put in that code. So not only do you require my Gmail password, but got then the second step got of it. The, your the sense of code to your device, and then you put that in. Are you is that with the like authenticator app? 
that Google Authenticator app. Where, is that an app? Yeah. I didn't even know that that was an app. Oh, okay, got it's it. the truth. So it'll just be like, we will send you a six-figure code, that's and it. that'll be that. That's all. Okay. It probably does nothing, but it's a little bit of security. No, of that's just a big like, thing. Like yeah. with cryptocurrency, you can't sign into any of your accounts without signing in uh, with the code that they give you, yes. then your own password, and then you have to download an app called like a Google Authenticator. Yes. Where specific to uh, the cryptocurrency app that you're using, cool. another app will give you another code. <laughs> Amazing. And to me, that's two-factor authenticity yes. or whatever. Yes, uh, yeah, authentication, whatever it is. Yeah. I know that many, much, much comedy has been mined from this, but there is something endlessly hilarious about, like, the CAPTCHA, like, the, those, yeah. like... <laughs> CAPTCHA. Those, like, CAPTCHA thing, where it's, where, like, like... the letters are, like, off. So funny. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. I think it's Mulaney or someone has a bit about, like, half the time, like, 90% of the time I spend on the internet is, like, trying to prove to a robot that I'm not a robot. Correct. It's, like... <laughs> Correct. And, like, now we've got a robot back, computer. It, like, went from, like, a blurry picture to, yeah. like, scribbly letters. Tell us what you scribble letters. Now it's just you have to click a box again. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we've come what? full circle. <laughs> I could train a robot to click a box. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm no scientist. It doesn't feel like the most rigid of security measures. Safety. Exactly. Safety. Yeah. Uh, and not to be a dyspeptic uh, a-hole, but also 143, not to be this guy, I love you. Can it also kind of mean I hate you? By those, I mean, by those numeric, you make a choice. You make a choice. Yeah, it means what it means. It could also mean I read you. I read you. You know hey, what I mean. I read you. Any yeah, word, yeah. <laughs> any word with four letters, it could be. But That's we right. have to make a choice. That's right. At some point, I eggs you. Yes. It's just like yeah, <laughs> I eggs. It can mean you. anything. I'm not beeping my crush in middle school. <laughs> I eggs you, but. If that's what you need. But I might be testing my soccer, my soccer team, Matt. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Episode is 143. Yes, uh, last episode, we talked about board games. We did. That was really fun. We also introduced uh, Q&A with B&A. Yes, our Patreon podcast. That's right. Yes. If you are interested, if you are interested in hearing uh, deeper advice from us, maybe a little less funny, a little more serious, whatever yep. it needs to be, yep. we have a second podcast. Yes. Patreon.com slash pod for $5 a month. Yep. You get to ask us unlimited questions, and we will answer them About all. truly whatever. We right. will answer them with complete honesty and forthrightness. <laughs> That's right. So uh, if you want just a slightly more personal experience with the No Joke Podcast yeah. and us, patreon.com slash nojokepod. If you put $5 in the tip jar, you get unlimited access to Billy and Adam. We're no Dear Abby. We're no Ask Ann Landers. Right. But we're Billy and we're Adam, and we have brains. Right. And we have thoughts. And we just recorded our second episode, so please go to the website, yes. patreon.com slash nojokepod. and. Absolutely. Listen to episodes one and two. They yes. are now on your podcast devices. Thank you in advance. Now, for today's episode, we sort of floated it out, as we tend to do sometimes, to the Twitterverse, what we should talk about today. Right. We got some nice responses back. Right. One of them from our friend Bennett being drinking water, which I adore uh-huh. as a topic uh-huh. to tackle. Yes. Not what we're going to tackle today, however. N- not exactly. Uh, another one of the suggestions which we are going to talk about today was one hit Wonders. Rock solid. One hit wonders. Speaking of one hit wonders and speaking of Q&A with B&A, yes. real quick. Yes. The dude who made the logo, mm. the homie. Oh yeah, Omar. Thank you, Omar Salama. Yep. We will uh, we will put out his maybe in like on Twitter or something. We'll yeah. give you all of his uh, contact info because my man is basically the No Joke Podcast graphic designer. Amazing, now. amazing work. And the reason why I say he's no one hit wonder, we just put out Fun Size, and the day it came out, he was like, "Hey, I made you some logos and banners and all these things." Flawless. Amazing. So cool. Didn't ask for it, Omar. You're the man. Above and beyond anything we could have done. We announced the Q and A with B and A is coming out. Seamlessly, he's back in our email. Instant. No joke pod at gmail.com. Here are your new logos. Here are your new banners. 
Omar, we can't thank you enough. Seriously, you are an absolute legend. We have to figure out the right way of thanking you. Properly picking you up. But you are the graphic designer for the team, and yeah. we can't thank you enough. And just like you have a great design eye, sir. Right. It's like the font and everything and the graphics and the photos and the colors. You are good at this, man. Right. Yeah, like, right. thanks for this. Right. <laughs> yes. So Omar's no one-hit wonder. No but way. The people that we will be following today are. Yeah. Adam, we have the top ten one-hit wonders yes. from VH1. According to VH1. And so we were trying to figure out. It's like we all know the songs. Yeah. How can we make this more interesting? Yeah. What we don't know is the artist. The wonders themselves. Exactly. Yeah. We know their one hit. We know the hits. But who was the wonder? We wonder about those wonders. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? Today we learn about those 10 wonderful wonders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good idea? Let's do it, man. Okay, Adam. Number 10, Shall we according start there? to VH1. What is the number 10 greatest one-hit wonder? It is the 1984 smash hit 99 Los Balloons by Nina. N-E-N-A. Maybe it's Nina. Let's take a breath <laughs> and listen to that song. Great. 99 decisions tree. 99 ministers meet to worry, worry, super scary. Call the troops out in a hurry. This is what we've waited for. This is it, boss. This is why the president is on the line. So I always thought it was 99 red balloons. What uh, did you say? Luft balloons. I think that's... Luft. R- I think that's the germ. I don't know, Okay. obviously. Spell it. I, L-U-F-T? That's right. Okay. So I think that... I don't know if Luft means uh, red in German. Okay. Uh, but the English language version is obviously titled 99 red balloons. Oh, it is? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. But the one-hit wonder is Nina. That's right. N-E-N-A. That's right. We all know that song. We all love that song. Love it. Correct? Yes. Okay, great. Adam. Who the heck is Nina? Let's get in there. Nina, or Nana, uh-huh. or maybe N- Nana. Let's go with Nina for Nina, now. Nina uh, was a German Neue Deutschwell band. Great. Well, I don't know what that means. I think that's its own subgenre of German start. music. Okay. In 1983 and 84, their German language hit 99 Luftballons and its English version, 99 Red Balloons, okay. reached number one in the singles charts of countries around the world. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it takes to have a one-hit wonder. You have to go number one. You got to go number one. I guess that's like sort of what defines the hit. I wonder. That makes a hit. Mm-hmm. I wonder. <laughs> very good, Phil. Okay. Very, very good. A little bit more about Nina. Is it a single? Is it two people? Is it three people? It is exactly five people, according to Wikipedia here. Wow. We okay. have Gabrielle Suzanne Kerner, who is uh, AKA Nina, lead vocal. So okay. it sort of sounds like that. It's her. Got it's Nina. sort of like, it's her Got a little it. bit yep. with her and her backing band. Got it. Which include Carlo, Jurgen, Rolf, and Jorn. Okay. So, <laughs> Great. so yes, but apparently the band was founded in 1982. Uh, and she, and this is maybe one of the interesting parts, Nina herself wore a very distinctive, a trademark short red skirt. So oh. red, I think, was maybe part of Nina's personal brand. Okay, got it. Kinda it kind of seems like. Got it. That was like a part of her brand a okay. little bit. Um, but yeah, it was a smash hit everywhere. Got and, it. Uh, Great. So when you're in the car with your parents, you're sitting in the back seat, and this song comes on. Yes. Tell your parents to turn down the music yep. and say, hey, you want to learn a little something about this? They'll yes. say yes. You say, this is Nina. She sometimes wears red. That's right. Red okay. skirt. Got or it. trademark red skirt. Got it. Um, uh, and again, I'm just reading a little bit about the hit. Like, a truly a one-hit wonder. It's just like, it's the, the under the Wikipedia subheading, decline and discontinuation. I think after 99 Luft Balloons was the smash hit of 83, 84, and maybe creeping into 85, it kind of seems like the band went on a bit of a downturn. Couldn't really recapture that Luft Balloon glory. Got it. Hence the one hit. Got it. But, That's Nina, how it goes. Yep. Thanks, Nina. Thank you very much. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Nina. Yep. We're here for you. We love your song. We're crazy about it. 
Ah, we're okay with it. It's working. I'm with fine it. with it. I'm fine. Uh, number nine. Okay, number nine. On VH1's list of 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders. Yes. The song is Rico Suave. <laughs> yeah, it is. And the artist is Gerardo. Gerardo. We'll be right back. So please don't judge your book by its cover. There's more to being a Latin lover. You gotta know how to deal with a woman that won't let go. The price you pay for being a gigolo. Rico. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Thanks a lot. Neat. Here's they, what I know without Googling him yet. Yes, please. I believe that Gerardo, Gerardo, I'm not sure how to yes. pronounce it, hard G or soft, yes. uh, is like a sexy man. He looks like a sexy man. He is yes. an Ecuadorian-American rapper, yes. singer, and actor who later became a recording industry executive. Wow. And more recently, a pastor. Whoa, there's a twist. Gerardo Mejia was born in Ecuador. He moved with his family to Glendale, California when he was 12 years old. Local! This is what happens. You move to Glendale and then you realize, <laughs> I am Rico Suave. <laughs> a few other quick hits about our boy. Yes. He sometimes refers to himself. That means that other people didn't give him this nickname. Oy boy. He refers to himself Oy boy. as Latin Elvis. That's tough. Okay. That's tough. Or sometimes the Latin Frank Sinatra. That's tough. Or sometimes, or sometimes, the Latin Tony Zuzio. <laughs> can't, say, can't say I know who Zuzio is. I've heard of the first two. I Elvis, I know Sinatra. And I know Rico Suave. I know Rico Suave. And I know Glendale. Right. But I, <laughs> I don't know Zuzio. Okay. Tough to give yourself a nickname. We've discussed this on Podcast Pass, but right. it's tough to anoint oneself. That's real. Tough, man. Rico Suave's real name is Gerardo. He's from Glendale, California by way of Ecuador. Yes. And sometimes he likes to call himself Zuzio. Pretty amazing. I don't know what this episode is going to give us, Adam, yes. per se. But we're going to find out step by step a little bit about each of them. I'm what I've learned so far is Nina wears red. Yep. And Gerardo is Zuzio. And I gotta say, I'm poking a little bit down further on the Wikipedia page here, and it seems like he is a multi-talented individual. He is an actor properly, and he was in uh, a couple of feature movies that I love. 1987 movie Can't Buy Me Love, which is like a cult classic. Sure. He was in that. Uh, and he was also in this movie Colors. Have you ever seen that? About no. like L.A. gang violence? No. Another, like two sort of weird, culty, fun movies often rerun on cable. So like, you oh. know... This Latin Tony Zuzio really has some dimensions to him. It well, seems thank like. you, Gerardo, and thank you for Rico Suave. Yes. We have to go into a song break. Okay, great. We're doing songs, but we got to go into a song break. That's right. Now what? How do we even jump off of a song well, for inspiration? Uh, Glendale, here's something that I'm oh. just going to toss this out there. I'd like to toss something out there, too. Please toss. You first. No, no, okay. Well, we I might was... be talking about the same thing we often are. Okay. Uh, uh, one of my favorite comedian, actor, musician, weirdos, Tim Heidecker, same. once put out Okay, good. Okay. Put out a full album. I want to say all about Glendale. Maybe there are a few songs about Glendale. This song is. Great. This song is definitely about Glendale. You were really thinking that, too? 100%. Bill! Tim Heidecker, the song about Glendale. We'll be right back. may be right when he says that Nebraska ain't no flyover state Well, I've never been there, but friends of mine say that it's great And the air in the mountains of Colorado is fine But California's where I'll be spending my time up in Washington and parts of Oregon It's nothing but green Some of the finest rivers and lakes that I've ever seen In Montana, Dakota, where well, 
comes, I'll be up on a hill. But when the big one comes, I'll feel like a fool. La 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 la. Well, Tennessee's got the music I need. I can't deny that it's a magical place. Chances I may know your face And in New York City Well, they stay up all night But in California They're always winning that fight Yes, they will Well, I lived right here For over ten years Don't ever think I wanna move away Have a couple of kids and take Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act Two. We're talking One Hit Wonders. That was Tim Heidecker with his song in Glendale. Thank you, Tim Heidecker, for that song. Truly. Big fan. Big, huge fan. And Tim, I mean, uh, we all know Tim and Eric, great, uh, awesome show, great job. And sort of Tim Heidecker's Uber as a truly absurdist comedian and talented actor. But his music strikes a soft spot with me. It's like... I would say like 80-20 sincere silly. It's like a little more straightforward. Like he just like makes folk songs sometimes. Agreed. That's a really nice song. Really love it. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, melodic and pretty. Something that I just thought about real quick that I think the audience of No Joke and yes. HeadGum fans would enjoy. Yes. Uh, a few days ago was the HeadGum three-year birthday It party. was. We had a big reunion party here where all the podcast hosts and friends and family all came through. It was we real all blast. hung out. Yep. At the office. Yep. And uh, about halfway through, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey and Marty yep. and Amir and Jake realized that the food isn't arriving. Yes. Because the person who had the food truck yep. – Got appendicitis? I believe it was appendicitis. Appendicitis. Yes. So they all huddled heads. Yes. And they said, we need to get some pizzas. Yep. And so two of them agreed, we need to get 30 pizzas. <laughs> two people agreed, we need to get 30 pizzas. That's right. Everyone said, good Agreed. Plan and break. Break. Everyone went in their opposite corners. Correct. Come back an hour later, only to find that Jeffrey ordered 30 pizzas. Nice, Jeff. And Marty ordered 
30 pizzas. Whoopsie daisy. We're now at a party with 60 pies. <laughs> and they did all seem to arrive at what It was like very ca- cartoony. This is a very sitcom moment <laughs> it where it's like, there's too much pizza at the party. <laughs> but it just felt like such a – Amir walked up to me with like this like really serious look in his face at the party. And I was like, what's up? And he was just like, have you heard about the pizza debacle? <laughs> Pizzagate. Have you heard about the pizza debacle? Yes. I was like, pizza debacle? He's How like, there be? we've got 60 pies on the way. <laughs> I was like, this is the best See, debacle of our lives. <laughs> All right. Well, that was just a little aside. I just want to shout out our friend Chris Smith, who you uh, mentioned on our most um, our most recent Q&A with B&A. But he is – one of my favorite qualities about Chris is that he loves – like or, when we all go out to dinner, we've been out to dinner so many times. Chris has a real – almost like fetish for like ordering the exact correct amount of food. Right. And I love that that is like – I feel like there's like two – Two philosophies when it comes to food ordering. It's like we order – Maggie's like this too. It's like it's just a pleasing, satisfying feeling when like you ate exactly the amount of food you ordered. The clean plate club. The clean plate club. They're a glutton, crazy, insane gluttons like me where it's like, whoa, wouldn't it be awesome if there were three meals to take home after the meal we ate here at the restaurant? Mm. So I can appreciate the 60 pies. Okay. I like going home with way more food Did than you Did you go need. home with a pie that night? I didn't. I just like shoved a – no, I didn't. Got it. But you did. I went home with two. Two pies. Bill went home with two pizza pies <laughs> yeah. in hand. And those pizza pies are gone. Devoured. Eaten. Four days later. Four days, two pizzas. Goodbye. Number eight (laughs) on VH1's uh, top ten list of one-hit wonders. Take on me. This is a big one. This is arguably the biggest. Huge. Want to hear it? Yes. Let's listen. I don't know what... And that is by Aha. 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 A Norwegian band okay. formed in Oslo, Norway in 1982, year of our Lord, year of Billy's birth. No, 81, Bill. Yep. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Right in between your birth and my birth. Okay. Uh, but that's a Norwegian band. Aha. Yes. Take on me. Yes. Right? I mean, that is a very iconic little piano riff. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those like pop songs that is seared into the brain. That has really transcended. I mean, here we are 35 years later and like that, it's the same hit that it's always been. So wait, what did we learn from them, Adam? They're from Oslo. They're from Oslo, Norway. An all-male band? Uh, New wave, synth pop, pop rock, alt rock, and soft rock. So they really are... (laughs) They, they we'll take every prefix before rock, thanks. Years active, 82 to 94, Yep, took a break. Yep. 98 to 2010. What happened between 12 years on. Whoa. Took another break. Wow. 2015 to present. So it seems like they go 12 Checkers. years, take a break, four-year break. They literally do this. <laughs> wow. They literally do this. Wow. Hear me out again. The band AHA was active from 82 to 94, 12 years on. Took four years off, came back in 98, and played to... 2010, another 12 years on. on, four off. Then they took four off and came back until the present. Almost like they have it, it all mapped out. It's like the it's inverse a... of the Olympics. Yeah. They work for three years and then they take four off. This is just so fascinating. That's really interesting. Okay, they three really band got members. Science. Yeah. They achieved their biggest success with their debut album, Hunting High and Low in 85. Yep, of course, yep. that had Take On Me on it. Of course. A song that you've never heard of was The Sun Always Shines on TV. You haven't heard that, but I love the title. They, the, band, the, uh, the album earned the band a Grammy Award nomination 
as best new artist, and in the UK, it uh, had years and years. It was for three years on the charts. Huge. And the song apparently um, was the first version released in 84, was promoted by a video of the band performing the song just in front of a blue background. Just there. simple blue background. Best we got right Let now. Let the song speak for itself, right. a.k.a. best we got right now. It worked for Weezer. <laughs> it worked the blue for album. We- That's true. It worked for Weezer. That's exactly true. So the first three one-hit wonders have all been international uh, stars. Yes. Adam, number seven. Uh, is one of America's greatest exports. Okay, great. Do you oh, want to tell us who I it is? I just saw it. Why don't you tell us the song first? Great. The song is Ice Ice Baby. And the artist is the one and the only, the incomparable Vanilla Ice. Let's listen real quick. <laughs> Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Yo, Vanilla! Kick it one time, boy! One hit wonder. I mean, we all had To The Extreme. Did we not? His album. His album. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if I had to reach for a second, he, he... is definitely a one-hit wonder. Okay. Ice Ice Baby is absolutely the only hit he had. Got As it. a Vanilla Ice fan myself, right. I would say Having a Roni is an excellent, excellent having song. Having a Roni? He does Having a Roni. <laughs> I believe it's the... Is that I, short for Macaroni? I, yeah, oh, that's a good question. We should ask. A Tenderoni? I, I believe it's the last song on To The Extreme. It's the last song, and it's like, he does the... It's like all Bobby McFerrin, acapella beat. That okay. He does, I really love that as a kid. Okay. He also had a great song called Stop That Train. Oh. I want to get on. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> it was like a very like story rap song about like, going to the club with the girl. Was he like hot? He was physically hot. I guess he was. I guess. I think in, he was physically I hot I think to he was like a hot man. Yeah. Like a hot guy. And he had hair that went way up. <laughs> hair that went way up. And to me, I had never seen, and maybe this is my own thing. Oh, maybe yeah. it was like, uh, I don't know, but he had that like. The edgings. The edgings. Yep. He would it just was, have lightning bolts shaved in his hair. Did you ever do that? No. No. I didn't ever. I'd never really shaved anything into my head. Got it. It was super popular for Bill a while. went hard with that for a hey, couple would times Would you have over. lightning bolts? I had a couple lightning bolts. I had three stripes like an Adidas thing. Then cool. I had one time where it wrapped all the way around to the back. Bold, Billy. Yeah. Bold. We had haircutters that did that for fun in our town. Wait, the one that went all the way around was just one stripe? Yeah, it was like, a, it was two. Whoa. And it was like, but it faded all the way to the back. So it still looked like you kind of had hair. But if you looked closely, you're like, whoa, that kid has a design. Oh my God. So thank you, Ice. Yeah, but Ice was really amazing. And we all know that he was also just like vaguely in like the Miami. I feel like he would just rep Miami really, really hard. And sure. in the Ice Ice Baby video, he was wearing that like sort of iconic, big, goofy Miami Hurricanes football sweatshirt. Sure. Do you that remember makes that? Because it was like in the exact era of like the Miami, like the University of Miami football team was right. like a, very much a brand in and of itself and, and came to symbolize like rebellious youth, totally. awesome badass. That's true. So like Vanilla really kind of lurched onto the Miami U coolness. 90% of pop stars come from Florida. Yes. It's just a I fact. know. What it's is it? It's just a fact. That's what there is to do there. I just... think they have enough malls where kids can perform in the mall enough yes. where someone can spot the talent in the mall. Enough malls. There's malls enough. breed pop stars. Correct. That's right. That's a fact. We should also just say that we also know this about Ice Ice Baby, that there was an absurd lawsuit that because the song so clearly and so evidently samples Queens Under Pressure hmm. as the beat. Yeah. And, uh, what was the lawsuit? Who won? Well, I think that they sued him. Of course. Or, or I think they sued him for ripping it off. And I think that he made this sort of absurd case in court that the, oh, yeah. that it was – that he, he was wasn't like, – They're like, mm, mm, tss, and I'm like, tss, tss, mm. That's right. 
Right. But like, yes. Gotcha. So that was the, sort of the entirety of his defense. But that is a classic song that will be played forever. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Vanilla. Thanks, Vanilla. That's a solo act going into a group, folks. Yep. Not the Baja Man. <sighs> The Baja Men with the infamous Y2K classic. Yep. Who let the frickin' dogs out? <laughs> Let's just listen real quick. Y2K. Until the fellas start the name calling. And the girls respond to the call. I have a pull one shot on. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? The Baja Men. The Baja Men. That's right. What was your relationship with that song? To me, that is a stadium. That is a Shea Stadium. Mm. That is like an in-between batters at a baseball game. I have a tough uh, relationship with this song. Why? Because I was DJing a lot in Baltimore at the time. Okay. And very – I'll just try and keep this quick. Please. DJing in Baltimore at the time, the Ravens adopted Who Let the Dogs Out as their fight song. Okay, the Baltimore Ravens. Great. For whatever reason, this song was hot then. Great. And they were fired up. The Ravens played the Giants in the Super Bowl that year, and they crushed the Giants in the Super Bowl that year. I remember. And they played Who Let the Dogs Out. I was working in Baltimore that weekend so much that now I have very bad associations with it. I feel like a loser. How could you not? But that's not why we're here. No. Who the hell are the Baja Well, the Baja men, this is what's funny, and this is what is interesting about this one-hit wonder thing. Okay. Vanel Ice, as by contrast, came out the gate with this song, Boom, at the beginning of his career. The Baja Men formed in 1980. Wow. So this one here, this one-hit wonder is 20 years into their career. Congrats. Where they had this one-hit wonder. But they were Baja boys 20 years they ago. They were basically Baja young pups. Right. Yeah. Um, but they formed in 1980 as High Voltage, playing disco and funk. And they performed in the Bahamas, around in nightclubs and hotels. So they're a Bahamian, a Bahamian group. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, 20 years later, 20 years later, and it got a Grammy Award, this song. Hell best yeah. Dance recording. That's actually really rewarding. 20 years. This is the first rewarding experience of this po- of yes. this episode. Where it's you hear something where it's like, oh, they've been grinding for 20 years before their hit came out. 20. You sh- everyone should get a hit if you commit to something for 20 Good for years. you, Bahaman. Right. Really, really good for you. Okay. I think we have one minute left, Adam. Yes. What do you say we try and push through to number five, and then in the third act, we go top four? Let's do it. Okay. Number five, by a man named Tony Basil. Yep. Maybe a woman named Tony Basil. I think TBD. it's a woman. I think it's, it's a woman. woman. And the song is Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay. Yes. Adam. Tony Basil. Yes. Antonia Cristina Bezalotta. Oh, hell yeah. We got a paisan. Antonia Cristina Bezalotta. Antonia Cristina Bezalotta. That's right. And she's a singer, actress, choreographer, dancer, filmmaker, best known for her multi-million selling worldwide 1982 hit Mickey, number one in several, several countries. Basil started dancing professionally in childhood, but her career started taking off when she served as an assistant choreographer choreographer on the show Shindig, which which aired on ABC in the 60s. Okay, wow. She then performed uh, with the Monkees. She then performed with Davy Jones. Whoa! She's choreographed with all these people. She's choreographed for David Byrne. Wow! With the talk 
Talking Heads cool. with David Bowie. She is so this is a legit. My God, and she's it, a choreographer above all. Above she has choreographed from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, including American Graffiti, Peggy Sue Got Married, cool. My Best Friend's Wedding, Legally Blonde, Get Out of Legally Here, Blonde Two. Wait a minute. She even choreographed the House Bunny. I don't even remember a dance number in the House Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just choreographed the action. Tony Basil is so legit. Jesus. She choreographed the TV Land Awards Salute to Soul Train in two thousand and five. Low key, Tony Basil, the person who has created the song Mickey, yes, has been teaching all of us how to dance for the past 35 years. That's truly incredible. Years. And according to Wikipedia, she has she comes from a sort of an entertainment pedigree, both of her parents. Her mom was a vaudevillian acrobatic comedian hmm. in her family's act, Billy Wells and the Four Fays. Okay. And her dad was an orchestra leader who conducted orchestras in Chicago and in Las Vegas. So, like, this is a show business Real. expert. Family. An Real. expert. Yeah, has been in it forever. Really cool. Shout out to Tony Basil. Yes. One of Hollywood's... Uh, Un- unheralded choreographers. Yes, absolutely. We need to play a song. Okay. We need to play a song. Okay. Basil. We're talking Basil. We're talking Tony. We're talking Tony. And We're talking Italians. Yeah. We're paisans. We're talking paisans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything come to freaking mind? Uh, anything come to mind? I mean, I know that we played Dominic the Christmas Donkey on this on this podcast yeah. before I know for a fact. Yep. yep I yep. know that we've probably played some Louis Prima on this podcast. You want to play a little Lou Monty? Oh, yes. Want to do some Lou Monty? <laughs> Please, baby. All right, we'll go through a quick list of Lou Monty songs and make <laughs> our choice. Yeah. We'll be right back. Great. He's the new sensation in the nation, Pizza Boy USA. He's the flying saucer innovation, Pizza Boy USA. He's getting ready now, listen to that crowd, he's a Pizza Boy USA. Toss a pizza, roll a pizza up and all around the Pizza Boy. Look at it fly. Toss a pizza, roll a pizza up and all around the Pizza Boy. Oh, what a guy. They love him so when he flips that dough, he's Pizza Boy USA. So when he flips that dough, he's Pizza Boy USA. Make a dance, take a chance, up and all around the Pizza Boy. No schmo, they love him so when he flips that dough, he's Pizza Boy USA. They love him so when he flips that dough, he's Pizza Boy USA. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was... (laughs) 
That was Lou Monty's Pizza Boy USA. Folks, if you are <laughs> making Italian food at home yeah. and you want to just elevate the experience, Please. open up your Spotify, even just open up YouTube, yep. whatever. Yep. Type in Lou Monty. Crank it. L-O-U-M-O-N-T-E. Crank it. I guarantee the experience will be elevated. Off Mike Billy said, Lou Monty sings about pizza and spaghetti 80% of the time. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Like, you won't believe the names of some of the <laughs> oh, songs. No. Like, that was called Pizza Boy USA, that's and that's joke. not, like, out of character for that's him. That's so silly. Pizza Boy. Boy, USA. USA. That's so silly. I mean, that's my wrestling name. <laughs> if I'm ever yeah. invited to do like a stint at, in WWE, WWE, Pizza Boy USA. USA Billy Scafuri. That's right. That's so funny, that's Billy. Place. Wow. All right, Adam. So we have four songs left. One hit wonders remaining. That's right. Yep. We just learned about Tony Basil. Yes. One of the greatest choreographers we've ever known. Apparently. Apparently. Yes. With Mickey. What comes after Tony Basil's Mickey. Number four is I'm Too Sexy, Right Said Fred. Let's hear it. You know it. I'm too sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party. No way I'm disco dancing. I'm a model. You know what I mean? And I do my little turn on the catwalk. Kind of the cousin of Rico Suave. A little bit the cousin. A little bit like Rico Suave. Not even 2.0, like 1.5. If I've learned something about these one-hit wonders thus far, yes. it's that two out of the ten are about being such a sexy male. And what I've also learned is that... Mickey also... Short them. shelf life. Yeah. Short shelf life. If you're coming out the gates being like, I'm such a sexy, unattainable man... Yes. You're not going to get a second song. I don't That's think so. That's the deal with the devil. Yes. Rico Suave. Yep. And I'm too sexy. Yes. Guaranteed you one hit and one hit only. That's right. That's the deal with You're the devil. You're sexy in this moment in time. Right. Because the follow-up is like, I'm a little less sexy now. I've aged. Right. I'm less confident as I was before right. when I was the sexiest man alive. Right. Like so it, sort of. If he had, if Right Said Fred, yes. and we'll learn about Right Said Fred in a moment, yes. had said, I'm sexy enough to last a long time over generations, if that was the name of the I'm song. I'm reasonably sexy. So many hits. I have lasting, lo- I have long I have lasting, lasting sex appeal. Sex appeal. That's right. I have lasting. Let's see if Right Said Fred thinks like that. Yeah. Okay. Right Said Fred is actually two brothers. Oh, <laughs> that is weird. Right Said Fred is two brothers. That's an, that's an odd, that's an odd How wrinkle. <laughs> That's an odd wrinkle to what I didn't know. They're too sexy, those brothers. Right, said Fred. Yes. Okay, right, said Fred. This can't be American. Uh, no, no, they're they're English. Yeah. They're based in London, apparently, and they are formed by brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass. Okay. Which are, sounds British. Yeah. Founded in 89, and then there was a guitarist, Rob Manzoli, that joined the duo in 1990, but they have achieved multi-platinum status uh, for essentially two songs, I'm Too Sexy, 91, and a follow-up song the next year, which I've never heard of, called Deeply Dippy. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like it could be a Lumati song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm too sexy amongst two brothers. What is the circumstance in which two brothers look to one another and they're like, let's sit down and like really get to work? Let's like... Two empty pieces of paper, two pens. We don't get up until the song is written. Yeah. So what is, what's on your mind, brother? Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of thinking about how sexy I am, I am. and how impenetrably sexy. It's almost getting in my way. Exactly. You I'm know, too it's funny sexy you say that. my clothes. Yeah. 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 It's funny you say that because I'm also thinking the same thing. Yes. I'm also too sexy for a number of things. Should we Should we make a song about that? About Let's try. Why not? Right. It's, we brothers. have to sing our truth. Brothers. Brothers. What do the brothers do when they go to their dad for Christmas? And they're like, Dad, we wrote a song do you want to hear it (laughs) too sexy for my shit too Too sexy sexy for for my cat (laughs) it's like what 
what you think about that. Yes, it was like I am a model. You know what I mean. mean. I do my little thing on the catwalk. Well, it is like a kind of an amazing song. Not that. Yes. Not that. Truly amazing. And here's another little fun little sort of wrinkle is that the name of their band, Right Said Fred, was named after in and of itself a one-hit wonder, a hit single. The song Right Said Fred was apparently a hit single in 1962 mm. by some guy Bernard Cribbins. So the name of their band huh. is a one-hit. That seems like the first acknowledgement (laughs) that we are in this business for one hit and one hit only. I'd be more impressed with people who are like, yo, I'm going to try and shoot perfect free throws. Yes. One for one and then retire. Yes. I'm going to take one shot, I'm going to hit it, and I'm going to walk off the yes. course. Seems like for the first time, Right Said Fred was like, we know who we, we are. We know. Right. It's like if you and I started a band and we called it We Let the Dogs Out. Right. We you, Let the Dogs Out. We the have, band. We have one room. We have room for one hit. <laughs> we, With that joke... That acknowledgement. That's all you get. We have room for one. That's hit. all you get. We let the dogs out. We let the dogs out. Sure. That's our band name. Right. Yeah. That was number four, Adam? Right side friend, number four. Okay. Number three, Number Adam. three is really good. Who is it? Dexy's Midnight Runners 1982 hit. Come on, Eileen. Let's hear it. Big one. Everyone likes the violin. Yeah, this is really at the good. beginning. The da na 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 boom da na 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 boom. That is just like a friendly bop. Very so. I consider this a first cousin of Take Ah uh, Ha's Take on Me. Okay. To me, they're like very uh, sing alongable. Yeah, I almost like very. To me, the synths are similar. They occupy the same space in my cultural brain. Right. These two songs. This song feels very Irish to me. Yeah, it does feel like a pub drinking song a little right. bit, doesn't it? You yeah. Can really sing along to this. Yes. Song. Big fan. Yes. What do we know? about Dexy's Midnight Runners, 1982. Yep. They're an English pop band with soul influences. Yep. They achieved major success in the mid-80s with, of course, Come On Eileen. Yep. Let's see, how many people are in this band? It is Kevin, Lucy, Sean, Michael, Andy, Billy, and Mark. That is... That is just adorable. All the Midnight Runners. Just some just some regular names. Yes. Kevin, Lucy, Sean, Michael, Andy, Billy, and Mark. (laughs) Exactly. That is a camp bunk. Yes. That is a great camp bunk. Apparently, it was Kevin that started the band in 1978 in Birmingham, England, which I think is up north. Okay. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, the band's name was derived from Dexedrine, which is, of course, a drug. Cool. uh, That among northern England soul fans to give them energy to dance all night, like the Mm pre-MDMA sort of proto that. So that's cool. Oh, I swear. There's a part where she gets uh, – there's like a male and a female singer. Am I right in saying that or is there only a female singer throughout? I think it's male singers, right? No, because she no? says, which are dirty. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a female? I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Yes. I don't know. Well, I'm a big fan of this song. Huge. One thing I'm wondering, Adam, yes. this song aside, Yes. of all the songs we've heard – do you know what? And you're not, no looking at the list. Not looking. What would you guess is the most recent one hit wonder? The most current one hit wonder. That's a really good question. It's been 18 years since this one hit wonder. I'd like to believe there's been one since, but on this You're list, saying the, the number one of, on this? Of the songs we've heard, does one feel more modern than the rest? And what does modern mean? Yes. 
Um, sorry, just to clarify, you're saying what is some of the ten we've we yes. said eight of the ten we've already heard. I'm just curious. These all feel like they're from the '80s. Yeah, these all feel like from a very specific time. Yes, and age. except for those Baja men. Right. Yes. And there you go. Yes. Two thousand. Except that's yeah. the most recent one-hit wonder. Yeah. Does this list feel like it's time for an update, or do we find that the way that the record industry has changed yes. and what it takes to become a huge hit song, maybe one-hit wonder, it doesn't exist? That's anymore. a really good question, actually, and I think the internet has all maybe obliterated the idea of a one-hit wonder only because if there's an artist that comes out with that hit, it's so easy to explore the rest of his or her catalog mm-hmm. that, like, it's easy right. to, like, I lo- Kesha, like, TikTok was, like, on the verge of being a one-hit wonder, kind right. of. Right. But then, with, like, a little searching and poking, it's like, oh, Kesha's insanely talented, is, right. like, a wildly great vocalist, and, and we amazing. can surround these artists with songwriters, producers, performers, where it's like, as long as they are the thing and they have an audience, we can just pull money out of that. Yes, exactly. Bobby Schmerda. Bobby Schmerda, the rapper. Yeah. Yes. One hit wonder. What's his one hit? His one hit yes. was the song with the money dance where oh. he throws up. Do you not know what I'm talking no, about? No, no, no. I don't know. Sorry. This is, this I put you on the tough. spot here. I didn't no, mean to no, put you on no. the spot. It's quite yeah. all right. He's a one hit wonder. Yes. He was out of New York. He seemed like he had a very, uh, he had one hit and it was like a big hit. A big hit. And then he got arrested for so many guns. Whoopsie daisy. So, so, so many Whoopsie guns. Whoopsie daisy. I'm going to look up the Bobby Schmurter song Great. real quick. We're not going to play That's it. How, I would say Fetty Wap, I would also throw in that category. I mean, like, Fetty Sad. Wap is like a pro. Uh, to me, it's like kind of one at wonder yep. a little bit. Yep. A little bit. He had like two or three, but all things yes. considered, like, Fetty Wap was like, we were ready. I would oh, say I Cardi B say. is the perfect example. Cardi B would be the perfect example. It's like, I think, what was that song? Bodak Yellow. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think in, if she comes out in the 90s, she's a one-hit wonder. Okay. I, th- I think. And right. again, this is no, I'm not, no shade to Cardi B. I think she's, whatever, charming and great. But, like, I think in another, slightly other era, pre-internet, that is her one hit, and it's like a weird novelty hit. Right. But because we live in the internet age, that one hit got her more internet attention, and now it's like fire. We can build. We can build off, you can build off that. The internet allows you to build off the one hit sure. in a way that these previous wonders weren't able to there you I go think. well yeah. said number two adam number two bill number two i'm surprised that they're a one-hit wonder because this song rocks so hard okay tainted love oh great by soft Cell. yeah this is amazing let's hear it yeah sometimes i feel i've got to run away i've got to get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me the love we share For me, an ultimate wedding song. Yeah. This, this, get, this gets me on the bow, dance floor. Bow. So it's just good. easy. Yes. Sing alongable. Pace is easy enough where I could just bop and not think too yeah. hard about it. All in on Soft Cell. Soft Cell. Did you – I did not even know that that was the band's name up until this exact moment. I, Soft Cell? The only reason I know that is because of the song because it's on lists much like That's this. That's right. Adam. Tell another, me about Soft Cell. Well, they're another British duo. Okay. <laughs> Once again, Fascinating. Right Said Fred. And right around the same time as the other songs, mid-80s. Yes. The 80s loved English duos. Yeah, all these, like, synths. There's something about, like, just that catchy, synthy hook. Right. Like, you could really, like, the 80s, like, it was like a synth explosion. Time and place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, it was, like nice to have that simple little hook. Um, consisting of vocalist Mark Almond. What a name. Uh-huh. <laughs> And instrumentalist David Ball. A couple of great names here. Okay. So this uh, 1981 hit, Tainted Love, skyrocketed to number eight on the U.S. charts. So that kind of answers the question. D- didn't really reach there number one exactly. Right. But number eight. Uh, and it was off their debut album titled Nonstop Erotic Cabaret. Okay. <laughs> Non-stop. That's a lot. We all need a break, <laughs> Soft Cell. Stop. You can stop the erotic cabaret for lunch. Okay. Soft Cell, another duo. Yeah. That seems to be a trend that synth we've learned. Synth pop. Like British synth pop. So here's my question. Yes. One song left, Adam. 
I'm wondering, I only know so much about these people. I do wonder if they're a duo as well. Okay, great. The number one one-hit wonder, according to VH1's list of 100 greatest one-hit wonders, yes. is yes. Macarena yes. by Los Del Rio. Los Del Rio. Let's listen real quick. Adam, we're going to look right now. Do you think it's a duo? Billy, I have some amazing news for you. Okay. It is... A dance duo. Not just any duo. Oh. A, a dance duo. Not a musical duo. Dance duo. Who's Antonio okay. Romero Mongi and he, Rafael Ruiz Perdigones. Are these the two grown men in the music video? <laughs> I believe there are these two grown men who don't even dance so much. They just kind of lead the like celebration and I th- exercise. I think that would be Los Del Rio. Wow. I think that's them. You know, when we started this episode, Adam, I wasn't exactly sure where this <laughs> episode might go. Yes. What I've learned is that if you want to become a one-hit one, yeah. you need to be a duo. Yes. Here's an important thing, Adam. Yes. You and I, we are a, we're duo. a duo. So we're halfway there. <laughs> yes. We've made some songs. We have. Haven't exactly been one-hit wonders yet. Haven't broken through to the <clears throat> Billboard charts. But we're halfway there. We are already a duo. This feels like, you know, we've been looking for an excuse to, like, rap again to make yep. another album. Like, where will the inspiration come from? Yes. This feels like the nudge I needed yes. to be reminded that we're already halfway there yes. to being one-hit wonders. Do you remember, and I ask, and I know you do remember, you and I once went out of our way to try and make not a one-hit wonder, but a dance craze. An anthem. An anthem. Yes. A dance a dance craze anthem sing-along specifically for bar mitzvahs and dj events. So we encourage you all to go to snakesmusic.bandcamp.com yes. and listen to the song Monkey, Monkey Face. Monkey Face. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Come on, do a dance. It's called the Monkey Face. You can do it. Just grab your ears. Puff your cheeks. Now spin around. You just got your monkey face on. It's one of those instructional dance songs where they tell you what dance to do, and then you do it in the song. I'm still holding out hope that (laughs) Monkey Face will be on the next VH1's list of greatest one-hit wonders. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Well, until then, that is the One Hit Wonders podcast. Nice one, Bill. For it, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.